This is episode 325 of The Real Me and Colon, a movie podcast. On this week's episode, Chase is going to take a look at the Fast and Furious franchise and then review F9, the Fast Saga, as the review of the week. All that and more, this episode starts right now. Hello there, and welcome to episode 325 of The Real Me and Colon, a movie podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Chase Lee, and thank you for tuning in and listening to this wonderful Fast and Furious conversation that we're about to have um, day or night or whenever you're listening to this. You guys' support is just absolutely incredible and amazing. You guys are all awesome, or as Vendiza would say, family. Um, that impression was very gross and honestly... A three-year-old could do better. I promise to never do that one again. Uh, I need to work on that one, and uh, Joel will probably text me and tell me to either stop doing that or um, I will be arrested. So I'm, there you go. Uh, case closed. I will never do the Vin Diesel impression again. Uh, but before we begin this uh, episode, if you guys could spread this around and let people know this is your favorite movie podcast to listen to, that would be much appreciated. It's just You guys just keep this show going, and uh, I really do... Uh, uh, I, I enjoyed doing this for you guys, uh, for sure. So, yeah, so let's begin. On today's episode, uh, I will be going over the uh, Fast and Furious franchise one by one, just kind of my uh, initial thoughts uh, on all of them, uh, and then leading up into F9, uh, which is the actual title of the film. I know Joel is like a purist when it comes to titles, and at the end of the film, it said F9 and F9 only, so it's not called F9 the Fast Saga, uh, unless I miss the Fast Saga part, it is called F9, which in any other world would be weird, like in any other context, right? Can you imagine if I just joined a conversation and I was like, I'm about to go watch F9. They would probably think I had like a, a brain shortage or something, like I had an aneurysm. I just, I don't know why, like you just couldn't name it something else, but like it just, I guess they're just getting so lazy at this point. It's just like, you know what, whatever, it's the ninth installment. What's the letter that's in the title? F? Is it the letter F? Okay, fine. We'll just do F9. So, uh, yeah, if you said F9 in any other context, people would have no idea what the hell you're talking about. So, there you go. It's called F9. But, yes, I will have a review of that, and then we'll just wrap up the show. But before I get into the Fast and Furious franchise, um, how are you guys doing? You guys doing well? Um, it is uh, Wednesday, uh, 8.30 in the morning at the time of this recording. Um and yeah, I just got done watching the uh, episode three of Loki. Uh, that review is up on the um, podcast stream right now. If you if you guys want to check that out, if you've been enjoying the TV reviews, uh, let me know. I'll, I would like to do more. Uh, I know it's a little bit difficult to do weekly conversations on television because you know it's not a complete story. You're watching them in fragments, um, so it's it, it's hard for me to adjust. But I, I think I'm I think I'm trying to do as best as I can, but. I'm not really sure. There's a lot more uh, expertise out there when it comes to television reviews, but um, uh, hopefully you guys are enjoying that. But I woke up at 6 a.m., watched the episode, recorded that, and now I'm recording this, uh, the main episode, because I got to get my my review out for F9. Um, (laughs) Never thought I'd say that sentence this week, but, you know, uh, priorities, right? So, yeah, uh, that's uh, that's what I've been doing uh, today, just kind of got up and did that, and course i gotta you know work you know later today and then you know more this week and everything so 
uh, yeah, uh, it's just a, a busy week. Um, some unexpected tragedies have happened uh, on my side of the family and uh, my wife's side of the family, and it's just uh, it's just been a lot. Um, so do, doing this and seeing something as ridiculous as F9 was actually like the perfect antidote uh, to all of this. So uh, I I really appreciate <laughs> the the reps for sending me the invite and inviting me uh, as usual to see something ridiculous and take my mind off of the, the world for a second. So, uh, re- I really, honestly really do appreciate it. It's been a rough week for both of us, but, um, yeah, I hope everyone's doing well. You know, it's, uh, almost the end of June. Uh, you know, so I hope everyone's having a, a great summer or taking vacations and relaxing and just doing all that. Uh, Cause that's really important. And, um, yeah, just, uh, I guess let's, let's begin this. Let's not waste any more time because I know uh, a lot of people, uh, out there, a lot, a lot of you wonderful human beings probably listen to this uh, on drives or when you're working out. So I don't want to waste your time, or should I draw it out and waste your time just so it uh, occupies more of your time? Uh, I don't know how podcasts work, uh, uh, apparently. So, uh, but um, yeah, hope everyone's doing well. Let's jump right into it. So the Fast and Furious franchise has been a hot topic of conversation uh, between Joel and myself. Um, you know, I didn't want to do this on air, and I don't think Joel, I don't think Joel's gonna mind. You know, I, I think he, he I think he's gonna listen to this and appreciate that I'm airing our dirty laundry out on air like this. I, I don't think he's gonna mind. You know, so Joel has hated this franchise straight up. He he hates it from top to bottom. At least we agreed on Hobbs and Shaw, but for the most part, he hates this thing. And I, I view it as just a, a ridiculous, fun popcorn experience. Um, you know, let your mind free, uh, leave it at the door uh, type of mentality. Even the reps said that before the screening, but I'll get into that when I review F9. But uh, I've always view, viewed them as fun, just over-the-top ridiculousness. And it has just been fascinating over the past 20 years. Yes, they've been running for 20 years now to see where this franchise started and where it's at. Um, so I appreciate the insanity of it, uh, but Joel does not. Joel was doing a rewatch of all of them leading up to F9. And so I was curious to see if his mind would flip or if he had a different perspective on them, you know, maybe sort of like them. I was just curious. So after every, um, two, uh, so he would do like one and two, three and four, five and six, seven and eight. He would send this kind of um, Brian and myself, you know, little blurbs about them, you know, whether he liked them or disliked them or whatever. So I got to tell you, when he did all the rewatches, I was pleasantly surprised to hear him say that all eight films uh, were the best things he's seen in his lifetime, like the best things in cinema history. Like he said that was like that was film. I was like, Joel. Did you hit your head? Are, are you okay? Do I need to call a doctor on your behalf? He said, no, 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 no. D- this is what I love. You cannot destroy what I love. I was like, you know what? You make a great point, Joel. I will never take the love of Fast and the Furious away from you, ever. If this is what you love, sir, then run with it. Be free with it. Marry it. I don't care what you do, but you're, lo- you're re... Your newfound love of Fast and the Furious, it touches my heart. Because now you're on the same side as me. Um, sarcasm aside, uh, he did watch all eight of them. And he was 
He flipped his mind, I think, on four of them or five of them. Either way, those numbers are great. Um, I think he and I agreed on four. Uh, he doesn't really like six that much. I, I kind of agree with him there, you know, in terms of just like rewatchability factor and whether I, you know, would care to uh, uh, watch it just for the action, all that stuff. Um, and I think he didn't like eight. Yeah, so he didn't really like four, six, and eight. Um, but Joel actually flipped on one, two, three, five, and seven. Well, I think he actually really, I think he said he enjoyed seven, if I remember correctly. Um, but I've never heard the terms like or good out of his mouth referring to those movies. So I think that's a huge improvement um, in his, his uh, I guess, evolution as a as a person because now he's understanding just the the dumbness that comes with these movies and just hey man enjoy yourself and that's what that's why i've been telling him for years and i'm like joel it's okay these movies don't take themselves serious just have fun man and so uh, you know i i'm happy that he he has flipped on uh five of them but uh that was interesting to see joel's uh first of all his brain melt in real time i've never seen a human brain melt that quickly um ever in my life usually like when you watch like dumb movies like it takes years to like form um i i don't know there's like a like a part of your brain that just like goes numb maybe like molds over rots over and this like that's the part of logic you know um but joel rapidly just like just killed his brain over the course of, of a week and i appreciate the sacrifice sir thank you um but uh, yeah, it's uh, it was fascinating to see him uh, rewatch them all. So speaking of the franchise, let's jump into it. Um, you know, I haven't seen some of these in quite some time, so please bear with me. But uh, I'm gonna do something a little different. I'm actually going to read the plot synopsis of all of them through IMDb, and I'm going to tell you what I remember about them, <laughs> if I remember anything about them. Uh, but I do, I I honestly do like the franchise and uh, uh honestly do like the franchise guys it's so early in the morning like my uh, i feel like sometimes when i say things my mind catches it like 30 minutes later i'm like wow that made no sense but luckily i'm catching it in real time anyways um so the first one came out in 2001 i was 11 years old so this thing's been going on for 20 years yes i just revealed them 31 on air you know it is what it is but um I remember watching it as a kid, and I, I really enjoyed it, because, like, come on, I was, like, borderline a teenage boy, fast cars, hot women, music, that's all we cared about, and so, like, this film is just, like, it's perfect for that, um, so the first one, Los Angeles police officer Brian O'Connor, I do know who that is, that's Paul Walker, must decide where his loyalty really lies when he becomes enamored with the street racing world he has been sent to undercover to destroy, I remember that pretty clearly. That was a pretty straightforward movie. I remember him being a cop, and he has to go uh, into that world, and he actually gets sucked into it, and like he actually enjoys it. He enjoys racing. He enjoys the acceleration of uh, just racing someone, and just the the people that watch it. It's just it's it's an event, right? Like I, I I'm pretty sure um, if I was good at any type of driving in general, uh, I would I would enjoy. It street racing, but, uh, I do not, um, cause I, I am scared to drive over 60 miles per hour. So there you go. A little fun fact about me, but, uh, 
I do remember this one pretty clearly because it, it, it's a very straightforward one. Like, as you see these, they're going to, like, kind of digress into more, you know, like, spy territory, and I'm not going to remember half of it. But, um, yes, I do remember liking the first one quite a bit. And, uh, yeah, it's just it, – it, it's the perfect movie for a teenage boy. That's all I'll say. <laughs> so, all right, moving on to Too Fast, Too Furious, the first one uh, that does not star Vin Diesel. He was like, you know what? My career is too big for this franchise ironic now but um back then he said this uh, franchise is not not something i want to do and so it was just paul walker and tyrese gibson was brought into the picture uh eva mendez and uh, Ludacris. so tyrese and Ludacris uh were first brought up in this one number two uh the plot is former cop brian o'connor is called upon to bust a dangerous criminal and he recruits the help of a former childhood friend and street racer who has a chance to redeem himself what was the criminal doing? He got, um, I'm just going to assume like, I don't know. Wasn't this like in Miami or something? So I don't know. Was it like hoarding, hoarding dolphins or something? Sharks, sea creatures. I don't, I have no clue. What was he doing? I, I, I honestly have no clue. Uh, but, uh, uh, I, I do remember liking this one uh, quite a bit as well. Um, just goofy over the top fun. Um, I, I like the dynamic. I, I don't care what anyone says. I like the dynamic of Tyrese and Ludacris. It. I don't think they're like fantastic actors, but you know what? In these movies, run with it. If you can get, if you can bank off of this franchise, I implore you to do that. But yeah, I honestly remember nothing about this one in terms of plot. Um, I remember a really cool street or a, a really cool race through a a dock, I believe, um, or like a garbage area. That was cool. Let's go with that. Uh, but Too Fast, Too Furious, um, definitely uh, an interesting sequel, especially when you don't have Vin Diesel in it. Speaking of Vin Diesel not being in it and Paul Walker, they both said, you know what? This franchise is too good for me. Um, I, I'm, and I, I, or excuse me, I'm too good for the franchise. And so they walked off, um, which is not entirely true because Tokyo Drift does have a Vin Diesel cameo at the end. So there you go. You might as well have just been in it. Um, this one I do remember pretty distinctively only because these characters besides Han, they don't appear in any other movies. Um, so a teenager becomes a major competitor in the world of drift racing after moving in with his father in Tokyo to avoid a jail sentence in America. You know, the typical story, right? You know, if, if I were to get caught by the police and um, I were to serve a sentence, I would definitely just move to Tokyo and start drift racing. Um, I would probably crash instantaneously, but you know what, for the most part, that's probably, that's probably what I do. That's probably what most people would do. Um, I do remember this one very, very well. Just because, like I said, different people. Um, Han is the only one that trickles through the rest of the movies. But for the most part, Lucas Black, who's the main character, uh, good old Bow Wow, a.k.a. Chad, Chad Moss, um, they are the two uh, people in this movie that we follow the most. And so I do remember this one quite well. And it is so much fun. I know a lot of... Uh, um, Fast and Furious purists out there. I know a lot of them like Tokyo Drift the most. Um, I can see why. It's something completely different, but it still has elements of the franchise and the racing sequences, especially through the mountain at the end. I remember that. That was cool to watch. So, And it's the first one directed by Justin Lin, uh, who will also pop up in later films uh, directing. So, yeah, number three is pretty pretty tight. I like it. 
So the next one is Fast and Furious. Uh, so, and of course, the titles are going to just become crazy uh, as crazier as we as we go on. But uh, Fast and Furious is the fourth one. Brian O'Connor, working back for the FBI in Los Angeles, teams up with Dominic Toretto to bring down a heroin importer by infiltrating his operation. See, this is where we start going off the rails a little bit. There's your second pun. Um, this is, I don't remember a heroin importer. And to be quite honest, I think number four is the worst one to remember in general. I don't even remember certain sequences. Um, number four is definitely the most forgotten one. But I applaud Universal for wanting to bring it back. Because I think Tokyo Drift did okay at the box office. But after Tokyo Drift, I thought they weren't going to do these anymore. Because it just it didn't wasn't well-received. And you know, Universal was like, no, 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 no. We're going to make a fourth one. And uh, we're going to bring back the original people. So it's going to... Um, yeah, it's going to bring people back in to see it and everything. So... Uh, good for them for doing that, but I can tell you right now that even this is a risky movie to do. But it, it did oh, it did pretty good at the box office, I think. I, I think on the same par as Tokyo Drift, but I think a little bit more. And I'm just going off the top of my head. I don't know the actual numbers, and I'm not going to box office mojo because that website it doesn't even work properly, and it, the user face is terrible. So the next one is Fast Five. This is the one. This is the one that kicked it off, like, into the absurdity era. Number four was, like, towing that line, but this one was just like, you know what? We're going to have a bank heist, and we're going to have a, a vault at the end of a couple cars, and they're going to drive um, downtown and destroy property. Crazy. So, Fast Five, um, Dwayne Johnson enters the picture, uh, and Justin Lin also directs. Uh, he directs the fourth one as well. But this one, um, Dominic Toretto and his crew of street racers plan a massive heist to buy their freedom while in the sights of a powerful Brazilian drug lord and a dangerous federal agent. So no heroin uh, dealers now. Now we're just dealing with a powerful Brazilian drug lord. So, you know, <laughs> you know, I, I don't even know how to respond to that. <laughs> so just getting getting insane. But this one I definitely do remember uh, quite a bit. I love the climactic race uh, with the vault going through the streets. It's so good. And it's, it's pro fast five is probably the one that people like the most. I, I, I would assume just from um, talking with other, other people and just seeing reactions online. I think fast five is the one that people go to the most and I can see why it's, it's super fun. And of course, Dwayne Johnson, like I said, enters the picture. It, I'm not going to say that the revival of this franchise relied on him. He definitely was a contributing factor. Because uh, this franchise was on the verge of dying, and Fast Five was like the first like bona fide hit out of the series, and I think adding Dwayne Johnson, who was super hot at the time, 2011, this was just a recipe for greatness. So, yeah, Fast Five was the one that really just kind of brought the whole franchise into the stratosphere. Pun intended. Uh, that that will make sense when we talk about F9. Fast and Furious Six. <laughs> um. Hobbs, Hobbs, um, who's uh, Dwayne Johnson, has Dominic and Brian re reassemble their crew to take down a team of mercenaries this time, not drug dealers. Mercenaries, Dominic unexpectedly gets sidetracked with facing his presumed deceased girlfriend, Letty. 
Ooh. See, I do remember this one for the sheer fact that Letty comes back. Michelle Rodriguez, that's about it. I don't remember anything that happens in this movie. Um, but I do remember that part. Justin Lin comes back to direct it. Um, but I... Let's talk about the title. Fast and Furious 6. That makes more sense. You know, we're getting back to uh, uh, brand, you know, Fast and Furious. Probably should have named it with a colon or something. And then Fast 5. Uh, okay, and then Fast and Furious 6. Um, so yeah, title makes sense. I just don't remember nothing about the movie. Um, but yeah, the only thing I remember is uh, Letty coming back. See, all my arguments on Fast and Furious are falling through the cracks in real time. Because now you guys are realizing that I don't remember anything from these movies, but I love this franchise. I don't, I don't know what it's done to me, but this is the reality of the situation. Um, okay, so Furious 7. Uh, unfortunately, this is the last one that Paul Walker was in. He died um, actually after filming, uh, I think like 70% of it, 80% of it. So they still had a little bit to film. Um, but he tragically passed away. Rest in peace, sir. Um, definitely one of my favorite actors. Uh, that is not an exaggeration. Please watch um, films like Running Scared. Of course, the Fast franchise. Um, he's just, I don't know. I just like his on-screen presence. Uh, he's, he's very charming. But, uh, okay. So Deckard Shaw, uh, that, that is uh, Statham's character, seeks revenge against Dominic Toretto and his family for his uh, comatose brother. Uh, and his brother was played by Luke Evans. And yes, uh, he went into a coma. <laughs> and so um, Deckard Shaw was just like, not on my watch. And then there they go. Uh, this one was actually directed by James Wan, who you know brought us like uh, the first Saw and Aquaman and the Conjuring films. So uh, it was really interesting to see the director shift in this one. Uh, I do. I actually honestly like the title. You know, Fast Five, Furious Seven, like. Those are cool. I, I, I don't mind those. Um, but I just wish the titles were a little bit more consistent with all of them. Instead of each one being like, this one's cool, it's clever. And then this one just, oh, it's just Fast and Furious 6. Um, but yeah, I, I remember liking 7 quite a bit. And it, it was an emotional send-off uh, for Paul Walker for sure. With that end, um, end clip of them driving next to each other and then they part ways to just... It's actually quite sad. I mean, Paul. This, this franchise made Paul Walker. It really did, and this is what people uh, knew him by. And it's just sad that we'll never get to see him in one of these movies again. Uh, and I don't want him digitally replaced like they did with some of the parts in Seven. I, I'm very much against that. Please do not ever put him in these movies. Just leave it at peace, please. And just move on. But um, yeah. Um, I, I, I from what I remember, I like Seven quite a bit. And uh, like I said, very emotional send-off for Mr. Walker. Okay, Fate of the Furious, which was the last one, which is insane to me, because it was 2017. Uh, number nine was supposed to come out last year. Of course, pandemic, so they pushed it. So four years later, sweet Lord, uh, the Fate of the Furious. I don't like this title. <laughs> I, I just, I really don't. Um, Fate 8, <laughs> get it? Yeah, I get it. Don't do it. Uh, there's a difference, marketing. Um, when a mysterious woman seduces, ooh, Dominic Toretto in the, into the world of terrorism. Ooh, not ooh. That's no. That's not. It's not good. Back, I backtrack that statement. Into the world of terrorism and a betrayal of uh, of 
those closest to him. The crew faces trials uh, that will test them as never before. Um, the only thing I remember out of this one is the wonderful uh, ice race where The Rock uh, gingerly just gets out of a car and taps... Um, is it a warhead or a missile? He just taps it and it just... <laughs> it slightly goes off to the left and just shoots into a tank. The best. He just gingerly touches it. He just taps it and just flies into a tank. I love it. Uh, but I don't remember anything else after that. Uh, so there you go. And then Hobbs and Shaw... I, I don't even remember anything in that movie. I, I honestly don't. I'm not even going to read the, the thing because you guys uh, heard me review that a couple years back. I don't need to do that one again. So, yeah, that is the Fast and Furious franchise. So, how is F9 colon the Fast Saga? But they don't call it the Fast Saga in the movie. So, in the movie, it's called F9. I'm just going to call it F9. What a dumb title. Um, yeah, so I saw F9. And uh, I will tell you about my experience with the movie, the movie itself, and just, yeah, everything about it. Uh, but that is uh, this portion of the Fast and Furious franchise recap. Um, I might as well have been drunk while reading those and describing it, because that's what I sounded like. But uh, yeah, uh, let me know uh, down below what is your favorite out of the Fast franchise. And uh, when we come back, I will be reviewing F9. Th that's it. That's the title. So, uh uh, okay, yeah, I'll see you, see you guys in a bit. And welcome back uh, to the Romeo and Colin movie podcast. Uh, we just talked about uh, the Fast and Furious franchise, and I poorly described all of them. And uh, you're probably all shaking your head like, why do you even like these? You don't even remember them. You know what? Everyone likes junk food every once in a while. It just is what it is. So um, now let's talk about the newest one that's dropping this Friday in theaters, F9. Um, on the poster and on IMDb, it says F9, the Fast Saga. But on the movie, it said F9 at the end. And like that's the official title. So I'm just going to call it F9. So F9 is the ninth installment of this franchise. It is so weird to see where this movie started and where it's at now. And... It has grown up to be a crazy person. <laughs> that is what it. That is what's happened. Hey, the first one was a very innocent street racing movie. Hey, cop infiltrates street racing circle. See what's up. What's going on? And now we're shooting Ludacris and Tyrese Gibson into space. What happened? Did, we missed a lot of steps there. It's just, maybe we didn't. Maybe they just it has uh, evolutionized perfectly. <laughs> but uh, it is absolute insanity to see where it's at now and where it started. But before I, I, I get into the review, I, I thought it was really funny when I was at the screening for this movie. So usually the reps, you know, they, they come out, they introduce the movie, thank you for coming, embargo, uh, the spiel that they always have, right? They're, they're very, very awesome people that work really hard to put these screens together, so I really appreciate them inviting me for sure. Um, it's just, it's really funny uh, for this one. Uh, she introduced it and she was like, uh, thank you for coming. Um, you know, just leave logic at the door. And that was about it. And then she walked off and I thought it was just um, chef's kiss. It was just beautiful. Perfect. We all know what we're getting ourselves into. We all know what this movie is. 
is it as fun as the others? That's the question. I don't even need to dive into specifics because we know what this movie is. But um, I'll dive into specifics anyways. Uh, the plot goes as follows. Cypher enlists the help of Jacob, Dom's younger brother, to take revenge on Dom and his team. Uh, Cypher, uh, played by uh, Charlize uh, Theron, and Jacob, uh, Dom's younger brother, played by John Cena. So uh, Charlize is not the newest addition. She was in uh, she was in Fate. Uh, John Cena is the newest addition to this franchise. As far as the story goes, let's just get all the boring stuff out of the way. As far as the actual story goes... And the relationship between Dom and his brother. It's fine. Uh, I do appreciate Justin, director Justin Lin taking somewhat of a serious route. And like trying to establish like some serious drama between them two and their family. And just their history. And just how, how gray zoned it is. It's not this black and white situation. Like they were all people with fault. Like I, I appreciated that. It just pads out in between action sequences, but they were trying something different. I think what is the real problem, though, is Vin and John's acting capabilities. I've seen Vin do drama. He's suitable. I've seen John Cena do comedy for the most part, which I think he's pretty great at. When he does the drama stuff, it can kind of go either way. I've never seen him be really great or good. Never really seen him be absolutely terrible. Just like, he's either fine to slightly bad each time. I think the problem with prompting up this really like kind of serious like family storyline. There's your first family uh, reference. Uh, Trust me, they have a lot of lines doing that. Um, So you will, if you see this movie, you're not going to be starving for a family line. They have it all over the place. Make it a drinking game. You'll probably uh, not survive. But their acting capabilities for these scenes just don't work. Now, in terms of carrying a physical performance, performing these stunts, doing this and that, they're great at it. That's what they do. I mean, Cena comes from the world of WWE, which is all acting, but it's also physical as well. It's physical acting, and he's fantastic at it. Vin does the same thing. He's great at the physical stuff. They sell that stuff. I have no issue with that. It's more of like the conversations they have between one another and the grudge that they hold and the family history and even the flashbacks with like the younger Vin and the younger John, which by the way, the actor that plays young Vin is probably the best resemblance. The actor that plays young John Cena looks nothing like him. Sounds nothing like him. It's just bizarre. But um, I just thought all those scenes just didn't really work. Uh, in terms of pulling out like that that drama that they were going for and making it feel like it has a little bit more emotional heft than the previous installments. I, I appreciate the swing of the fences and trying, but their acting capabilities and their range doesn't match. So they're both just kind of like neutral acting against each other. And it's not selling me on that drama. So that's honestly like the biggest like, movie complaint like review complaint that I have on it because that's I think that's a legit thing um because that it's a huge part of the movie are these like um flashbacks and you know just the family drama it's a huge thing so I just want to point that out I just don't think their their acting capabilities really kind of match well with the situation 
that their characters are going through and the dialogue that they're saying. Like some of it's goofy, but when they're getting down to some of the, you know, like, I hate you line or, you know, why did you do this to dad? Like some of that stuff can seem a little corny when they, when they deliver it. But that's my, honestly, my only complaint. Um, so in terms of that storyline, cool, fine. Everyone else's characters, it's, it's the same stuff we've seen. Um, so now let's get into the good stuff. So how are the action sequences? Great. Um, pure bombastic insanity absolute lunacy that I just love. I, just, I love it. I love it. Um, I, I love the whole addition of the the magnetic force that hits in the back of these cars, like pulling cars from the streets and flying at these tanks and stuff. I love the absurdity of, this is in the trailer of like uh, Vin Diesel and uh, Michelle Rodriguez's character in a car. He goes off this cliff and the rope, attaches to his tire and they swing across give it to me all day every day i love it and what i think is really great about this one in particular is that they are self-aware at this point they're making like lines bits of dialogue they're poking fun at themselves that's insane to me so i really like that uh, the kind of self-awareness they realize that they're goofy as hell but they're doing it anyways uh and yes the joke about them oh they're gonna go to space next It happens. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that was pretty bizarre to see. Um, and I think I think just hearing people laugh in the audience just made the experience even more enjoyable. And so I, I really appreciate people just um, embracing the fact that this franchise knows what it is. We know what it is. We're not seeing high art here. But my God... If you're gonna push the absurd, like absurdity envelope, go for it. I want you to go like even crank it up to a twenty out of ten. Like right now you're at an eleven. I want you to, if you're gonna make two more of these, which you said you are, please just go all, all out now. Go to Mars next. Go to a different dimension. I don't even care at this point. Um, but I, I do, uh, I, I do think that the the stunt the stunt work. And the actual action sequences are pretty awesome to watch. And there is a lot of work that goes into these things. They released that clip of the, the car shooting through the, the building and the camera follows it. Uh, and it's being pulled by the magnet. That was a practical effect. Um, yes, there's some elements of CG. But for the most part, that was a practical car that they shot through a, a section of a building that they built. That's cool. So I, 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 I like the fact that they do uh some practical stuff here some of it cgi for obvious reasons space um and definitely like the end crash which was super goofy when vin does like a superhero pose on the ground and like it cuts to him from behind and there's fire in front of him great shot put that on a poster but um yeah for the most part it, it there are cgi um sequences but i I do appreciate the hand-to-hand stuff, uh, the combat, the choreography, and some of the practical stuff with the cars, like I said. Um, that's all well thought out, and those those deliver every single time, and that is the the crux of these movies. So as long as you can deliver on those, then you're fine. As far as me ranking this one in terms of like where it kind of lies, 
maybe somewhere in the middle, maybe like my fourth favorite, maybe fifth favorite. It's not something I'm going to want to rewatch again, unfortunately, versus like a Furious 7 or a Fast 5 or even the first two, first three even. I like watching, like rewatching those. But this one was a, a movie in the moment that happened. I enjoyed it. And that's about it. Like I the re, I think that's another ding on this movie too. I think the rewatchability, just like with the Fade of the Furious, I have no desire to watch this one again. If someone wants to watch all nine of them back to back, invite me over. I'll bring some drinks. I will be there in a heartbeat. But in terms of rewatchability for this one, I don't think this one hits the mark. So it would kind of like lie in the middle for me in terms of uh, my personal favorites. But I still think it's an enjoyable watch. You know what you're getting yourself into. I don't need to explain anymore. I'm excited to see 10 and 11. Let's do this. So that is my review of F9. Let me know down below what you think of the movie when you see it. And uh, just, am I crazy? Let me know if I'm crazy. Do you like do you like these movies? Do you hate these movies? Just let me know down below. And um, yeah, <laughs> so uh, that will do it for this review of F9. And um, yeah, I had a lot of fun with it. So I can't wait for 10 and 11. So there you go. Um, so let's go ahead and wrap this up. Um, yeah, so next week I have Black Widow on the docket and I have the Tomorrow War. So I'm going to be doing both of those back to back for the episode. Now, here's the crazy thing, because I have to be very careful on how I do this. I think the embargo for Black Widow lifts, I'm checking on my phone right now. Uh, Tuesday, June 29th at 11 a.m. And then the embargo for the Tomorrow War is July 1st at 11 a.m. So here's the deal. I'm going to post up my YouTube review of Black Widow on the day and time that it drops. Um, And then I will also do the same for the Tomorrow War. However, since I'm doing Black Widow and the Tomorrow War in the same episode, I am going to um, post the episode on Thursday at 11 a.m. That way the embargo for both have been lifted and I shouldn't get in trouble. So uh, just look out for that. Uh, Next week, uh, episode 326 will be Black Widow and the Tomorrow War. Kind of a weird mix because one of them comes out the very next day of that recording, and then the other one comes out the following week, so, you know, uh, I figured I'd make it a little interesting for you guys, so, yeah, so that will be next week's episode, Uh, but for this week's episode, thank you for tuning in and listening, you guys are fantastic, Uh, please spread this around, like I said, and let people know that Real Man is your favorite movie podcast to listen to, I am your co-host, Chase Lee, it has been quite an honor to do another one again, I'm getting into the groove of these things, and I'm really enjoying it, so um, thank you for being patient with me. And so, yeah, I'll see you uh, next week for another episode of Real Man Cold Movie Podcast. You guys have a great day, great night. Whenever you're listening to this, you guys are amazing. And uh, I'll see you next week for a wonderful double, double header of Black Widow and the Tomorrow War. See you guys next week. <laughs>